Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Thanks for listening this Monday, November 1st, 2021. Topics on today's episode include record refinance transactions, an interview with Christopher Maloof, Chief Product Officer at Meridian Link, talking about the digital transformation in the mortgage industry, and why bond markets have been in a whipsaw lately. I'd like to thank today's podcast sponsor, DocProbe. Getting control of the trailing documents process has been a thorn in the side of lenders for about as long as the mortgage industry has been around. DocProbe has taken the mortgage industry by storm by revolutionizing the entire trailing docs process from the bottom up. For over 10 years now, well over 100 lenders around the country have relied on DocProbe for efficient, cost-effective, and headache-free processing of all their trailing docs so they can focus on what they do best, closing new loans. November already? A feast for giving, thanks for the harvest, began in 1621 and was celebrated intermittently by various colonies and states for the next 240 years. The first national Thanksgiving Day did not mention the pilgrims by name, but was created in 1863 by President Abraham Lincoln, coinciding with expressing gratitude for a pivotal Union Army victory at Gettysburg, declaring a Thanksgiving Day to be on the last Thursday in November. In 1941, The U.S. government standardized it as being on the fourth Thursday of November. And yes, there has been an NFL game on Thanksgiving since 1920 as the nation was winding down from the Spanish flu pandemic. Hopefully our own pandemic is winding down. And despite the loss in life, there is significant economic stimulus from the refinancing that has occurred. According to the latest Black Knight Mortgage Monitor report, 14.3 million U.S. homeowners have refinanced during the pandemic with over 600,000 refinances closing in each of the past four months, putting the market on pace for nearly 8.9 million such transactions this year, just shy from the record 9 million set in 2020. Borrowers that have refinanced during the course of the pandemic have saved an aggregate $1.3 billion per month. For today's interview, I wanted to welcome onto the show Christopher Maloof, Chief Product Officer at Meridian Link. In this role, he leads the development and vision for Meridian Link's suite of software products geared towards financial services organizations. Prior to joining Meridian Link, Maloof was Senior Vice President of Product Management, Professional Services, and Sales Engineering at Rogue Wave Software. Maloof holds an MBA from Harvard School of Business and a Bachelor of Science in Electrical Engineering from Boston University. Hey, Chris, can you hear me? I can. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? All right. How about yourself? I'm doing well. So when it comes to the digital transformation of the mortgage industry, what are some of the more exciting developments? The most exciting development that I'm seeing start to build momentum in the industry is all around automation. Over the last few years, the bulk of the conversation in the investment has been around the digital interface for consumers, which which is essential for providing that that great experience and, and thus winning business. But ultimately for that, great consumer experience to be successful. The underwriters and all of the back office work has to be properly, has to be efficient uh, and effective for them to meet that expectation. So before the last, the last two years, um, automation was something mainly held within bespoke or proprietary systems. And as the industry has evolved, there's been more and more vendors whose solutions can be thought of as automation of a service that streamlines some of those activities. So think about products such as OCR, where, where 
We're streamlining the process of uploading information from the vast amount of documents that are required within the mortgage industry. Uh, you can think about machine learning or AI-driven tools that are not only making sure that those items are accurately uh, are, are the right numbers for that type of form, and then even taking it a step further, do the numbers work within the context of each other? And all of that allows that process to become less manual and allows underwriters and lenders to move more quickly and then ultimately meet the experience that consumers are expecting. To me, the industry kind of seems like it's been crying wolf about digitization for a long time now. When I first started going to conferences almost a decade ago, it was, oh, we're digitizing the mortgage space. And companies are still saying the same thing. So, so what I would say to you is, can something as structured as mortgages truly be digitized? What, what would that even look like? Yeah. In many ways, the structured transactions associated with a mortgage are easier to digitize than unstructured ones. Because at some level, everything needs to be done based on a certain set of rules, uh, which, which is very well suited for, for the repetitive nature of things that, that software can solve. Now, one of the challenges is twofold. Uh, one is each, each lender has their own special sauce and their own special strategy to win in the marketplace. And solutions that drive automation need to be flexible enough to accommodate that. And then the second element, and I, I believe in the industry with the partnership of government, certain aspects of the process that were regulated such that in-person meetings were required, uh, such as a notary, um, some of those rules are relaxing, uh, which will provide additional opportunities for further automation and further extension of, of improving the consumer experience. And I can't even tell you how happy I was about things like appraisal waivers going on throughout the pandemic. So you, you mentioned regulation there, and it's, it's hard for a lot of these companies to, to really disrupt the mortgage industry as a result of that. So I would ask you, why is the mortgage industry actually ripe for digitization? Well, first and foremost, the stakes are high. Uh, the mortgage loans tend to be the largest financial transactions of a person's life. Uh, you know, secondary mortgage security, securitization market is one of the largest financial marketplaces in the country. So the desire to be more effective and compete in that market is as high as it can be. So with that demand, there's a lot of investment and desire to change. And I think change, the desire for change and the desire to compete is the primary item you need to drive digitalization. Further, going beyond the desire, is it's a target of fraud. The, given the size of the transaction, there's a lot of players out there that are going to look to take advantage of that in leveraging digital tools, both to engage the consumer, but also to verify who the, consu is, the consumer is, who they say they are, uh, is, is equally critical. And then finally, government, in part due to COVID, is evolving how they're allowing new programs to be launched and existing programs to change. And that final piece, I think, is, is, is really going to be uh, uh, transformational over the next few years. I'm realizing the first question I should have asked you today, since you're a Harvard man, is what's correct between digitization, digitalization, digitized, digitalized? What, what's, what's the proper <laughs> phrasing here? Yeah, I, I think you can go a lot of paths here. And I, I generally don't sweat because everyone uses it differently. I, I would think it about it as digitization is moving things from paper to, to a digital format. 
And digitalization is a broader thesis around how do you move your business, your business model from a process perspective, your business model from a financial perspective into an age of technology. I would even broaden to say that a lot of the conversation around digital is people focus on the consumer experience, but you can't provide the consumer experience with all, all the transformation that comes behind it to enable the lender to meet those needs. Well, I'm going to switch the vernacular here entirely and say, what are some mistakes mortgage lenders make when they think about modernizing their approach? Yeah. The, the biggest mistake one can make is you read an article um, that everything can be one click and you go out the next day and you say, we're going to, you know, our, our charter is we're going to do this in the next two quarters. We're going to be successful. So in short, it's trying to automate too much too quickly. So spend the time chart out what your user you want your, your your consumer workflow to look like what you want your employee workflow to look like and then target the highest impact areas and equally important is bring your team along for the ride it's a journey excellent points although hopefully for these lenders it's about the destination and not the journey but i want to thank you for coming on and, and making the time to talk to me today i appreciate it thank you i really appreciate it as well Bond markets have been in a whipsaw recently amid concerns over inflation and monetary tightening. Inflation risks from supply chain snarls and raw material cost increases are boosting expectations for rate hikes and hurting the economic outlook. Expectations are now for around two to three rate hikes for next year, which is a market increase in expectations from just a month ago. Supporting that narrative was Friday's personal consumption expenditures index rising by 4.4% year over year, higher than the Fed's preferred level. Even though the Fed still considers the current spate of inflation to be temporary, a larger-than-expected decrease in income coupled with a spending increase that was more than expected in Friday's report has negative implications for growth should it continue. This first week in November is a busy one for U.S. markets, with the FOMC expected to announce the tapering of asset purchases following the conclusion of the two-day FOMC meeting on Wednesday. Markets also received the October employment report this Friday and a spate of scheduled economic news ahead of that. Today's calendar sees the latest manufacturing PMIs for market and ISM out later this morning, along with September construction spending. With regard to MBS and besides Fed purchases, the agencies will release prepayments after the close on Thursday, with Class A net out on Friday. Speaking of, the New York desk will purchase $5.5 billion of MBS per day on average, with today's schedule targeting 30-year 2%, 2.5% for up to $5.95 billion. We begin November with agency MBS prices worse an eighth from Friday and the 10 year yielding 1.58 after closing last week at 1.56%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. A man's wife died. After the burial, he called the newspaper to write the obituary. Put, Sarah died, he said. Sir, you're not paying us by word. It's a flat rate. You can write a whole sentence if you like, said the editor. Sarah died yesterday. Sir, you can add six more words and I'll charge you for a sentence. Put 86 Mazda for sale. Low mileage. (laughs) Thanks again to today's podcast sponsor, DocProbe. DocProbe is the nation's leading trailing document service provider. They take control of the entire process and deliver efficient, cost-effective, and reliable document fulfillment so you can get back to closing loans. Check them out at www.docprobe.net.
If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.